The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, 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 hey, hi, hello, and welcome to another edition of NBA Today, that hoop ball presentation. I'm your boy Corbin Ford. You can follow me at Corbin NBA, C O R B A N N B A. Today is Tuesday, April the 14th. Hours are turning to days, days are turning to weeks, and weeks are turning into months here during this quarantine social distancing time. Hope everyone is washing their hands and maintaining that social distancing. We do need to get through these times. This is a news update episode, so I will be running through some notes that I've taken over the last couple of days and share them with you here. Uh, programming note, that 80s deep dive, the Corbin 1989 NBA season retro machine, don't worry, it's not broken down. We are getting right back to it. We just had to um, push it aside because it is indeed a deep dive, and it's taking me more time to delve into some film and get some notes together than I thought it would. I mean, the cellar dwellers were just that, you know, they were bad. Run down to Ross, explain why. So now we're going to get to the middle of the pack, and then hopefully very soon the contenders, and we'll break that down. But I'm also really trying to get some more of this show on the road. I'm already starting to book some guests, so we'll get that covered. We have uh, draft coverage to look forward to. We have just love of the game stuff, retro breakdowns. A lot of time to get some content out, and I continue to strive to do that basically just living life but talking it you know instead of just keeping these thoughts to myself so that will be coming stay tuned appreciate y'all for you know hanging in there and whoever's listening out there thank you sincerely all right so all that aside before we really get started i have to tell you there's one thing that i want so so badly right now and it's it's almost comparable to how much i want hoops to return right now and i really want that to happen so bad right now but what I really want, what I really, really, really want is to be able to tell you to go to mybookie.ag and use NBA as an example of where you can spend that 50% deposit match that you get if you use promo code TODAY. That's promo code TODAY as an NBA TODAY, the name of this show. Use that promo code to get that 50% deposit match. All right? Use it on NBA. NFL will be coming around soon. MLB at this point, I'm sure they'll all start, you know, around the same time. The sooner we get past this, the better just on that regard. But then I can use that as a as a modern example of something that you can directly apply to to suspend that harder and 50% deposit match. So make sure you do that. Keep an eye out for it. You know, good times are soon ahead. Uh, again, mybookie.ag, 50% deposit match when you use promo code TODAY, T-O-D-A-Y, promo code TODAY, all right? Thank you, mybookie.ag, bet, win, get paid. All right, so I'm going to start here with some sad news. Um, just came out today, and it's hard to quantify just how hard this must be. I'm not even going to attempt to, you know, put myself in those shoes of, you know, whatever grieving and pain you must be going through for people who've lost family members due to the coronavirus. Um, and in this case, there is one that directly relates to the NBA family, and that is Carl Anthony Towns, whose mother, uh, Jacqueline Cruz, passed away uh, due to complications from the coronavirus. Uh, I'm going to read the Towns family spokesperson's statement here, all right? Jackie was many things to many people, a wife, mother, daughter, 
grandmother, sister, aunt, and friend. The matriarch of the town's family, she was an incredible source of strength, fiery, caring, and extremely loving person who touched everyone she met. Her passion was palpable, and her energy will never be replaced. End quote. And this is just a couple of uh, weeks after Carl Anthony Townsend posted an emotional video on his Instagram page revealing that his mother was in a medically induced coma due to the coronavirus and had been placed on a ventilator. And over that six-minute video, Towns said both his mother and father had started to experience symptoms of COVID-19. Um, Towns' father had tested positive for the virus and was hospitalized, but he eventually began to feel better. Unfortunately, Jacqueline continued to struggle and eventually declined to her passing. Uh, this is deep, everyone. Thoughts and prayers out to the Towns' family. Uh, you know, his mother, Carl the Town's mother, had worked with the medical department at Rutgers University for over 20 years. He was extremely close to his mom. Losing any member of your family is painful. Losing a mother is horrific, and losing anyone due to, really at any time, but it seems even more so because of COVID-19, how quick and devastating it is is horrible. So, you know, keep your loved ones close. Thoughts and prayers out to Carl Anthony Towns and his family, and Let's do our part by keeping our hands clean and, and maintain the social distancing to stem the curve here and, and hope that more sad news like this will become seriously the rarity and not the norm here because this is tragic, tragic news coming from the town family. Uh, Jacqueline Cruz Towns um, passed away due to complications of COVID-19. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm just going to take a minute here. So in this layoff, we've had a... Uh, 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 real lack of NBA content, uh, obviously, because, you know, uh, the social distancing has made that um, pretty much the norm here. So, you know, many people have found different ways to cope with it. Um, I know I myself have been watching a lot of classic NBA games. Um, In fact, uh, the NBA, like the official channel, if you go on YouTube or Twitter or I think Instagram, um, positive YouTube and Twitter, have NBA Together Live, where they basically air a classic game every night. In fact, as I'm recording this right now, I'm watching a classic game from 2008 between Chris Paul and the Hornets against Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns, where Chris Paul went off for 42 points in a double overtime thriller. Really exciting stuff. And I'm not even playing. I I really genuinely love this stuff. But I could watch classic NBA games forever. Okay, maybe not forever. I would prefer, you know, a couple of modern-day classics now and then. But I'm just saying, that's how much I love classic NBA basketball. However, what the NBA has done is partnered with ESPN and um, NBA 2K and others to continue to provide content during these times for those of us who want to watch, you know, current content, current programming. I can't even say it's basketball because they're not playing basketball. We had two events happen the past two weeks that have been interesting. One was the NBA 2K tournament. Uh, that was basically a collection of NBA players who played the NBA 2K20, the current iteration of the NBA 2K video game franchise, together um, in a tournament where they played one versus the other until you finally go down to its ch- to the you know to the champion, and the winner would get a cash prize that would actually um, go in the form of a donation to a charity of their choice to help. Um, fight the COVID-19 breakout and, you know, help with that. So that was a good cause. Um, And honestly, that was really the best part about it, in my opinion, because it wasn't super great. It just wasn't, for real. Um, You had Pat Beverly, you had Montrezl Harrell, you had Zach Levine, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Derek Jones Jr., uh, Andre Drummond, DeMarcus Cousins, all these NBA players playing in this tournament against each other, playing 2K. And, and and honestly, here's the thing. 
the game itself is such that I have I have I have real issues with the 2K. I love the classic NBA 2Ks. In fact, I walk around with a little handheld PSP Go that has downloaded my two uh, favorite iterations of 2K, but has four of them: 2K10, 11, 12, and 13. Just something to kind of pop out, play every once in a while, get my basketball fix in on a portable little platform in that way. Boom, it's fun. But I have not been a fan of NBA 2K since 2K16. I want to say, and the reason why is because I have hated the gradual inclusion of microtransactions to the point that it feels that I feel it's permeated the gameplay um, to a massive degree uh, with their rush to make me spend more money after I spent $60 for the game. I'm not here to rag on 2K. It is what it is. I let that out because it's part of my natural feelings for it. But the problem is also because of the way that the gameplay is, it's a little weird. And it was put on display here when it was being played with NBA players who know their personnel and know the person that they're playing with and against more than any of us would because they're the ones actually on the court with them. So it's troubling when you see, you know, Pat Beverly uh, play with the Bucks and, uh, you know, Brooke Lopez is running the break like a guard, you know? Or, I mean, part of that's the video game reality. It makes sense, but that's a thing. Or if, let's say, DeAndre Ayton is using the Clippers and they're going down the court and Montrose Howell for no reason decides to spot up at the three-point line. Now, I'm not getting the player. Um, DeAndre Aiden wasn't in charge of the Clippers, but this actually happened. And even the player at the helm was like, Mantras Hill would never shoot a three. What are you talking about? It, it's kind of off. And some of it, yes, is a video game. But NBA 2K is the only simulation. I would say the best, but it's also the only NBA simulation that's on the market video game-wise. So you would hope to have some of that realism. And there was countless uh, live action, like watching it live, displays of that not being the case. So that didn't make for great content. Um, also, the lack of a host made it weird because unless you were an engaging personality, um, speaking of the players, at the helm playing the game, you weren't getting a lot of conversation. Uh, you know, mostly was some slight trash talking. Uh, you had each player do the obligatory, what have you been up to? How have you been training? You know, have you been working out? That sort of lingo, that sort of line. And then that was pretty much it as far as um, those conversations were concerned. You know, so it's a lot of silence, a lot of toggling, a lot of random come-ons. And, you know, what you would get when you're playing a video game. And that's the thing. People play video games uh, for a living or on Twitch, streaming, on YouTube, whatever you know, they're entertainers, so they have a way of being able to engage with the audience. NBA players are not doing that. They're NBA players who game. Um, the most entertaining player to me was Pat Beverly, who went off with this classic rant that really felt like the personification of play playing Pat Beverly, um, but just behind the, the sticks, if you will, of the video game controller. When he got a 10-point lead over... Um, he got a 10-point lead over... Hassan Whiteside and was just going off. It was it was really, really fun to see him just kind of rant and rave. But that was the rarity. That was not the norm. And it really showed because you had games where, to be quite frank, when, you know, the gameplay sucks and there's not a lot of commentary or conversation, it's quite frankly boring. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins got blown out by Andre Drummond in a game by 51 points. And between the lack of conversation, the horrible gameplay, and the one-sidedness of it all, I felt like I was watching, I don't know, I don't want to say anything horrific in a time of, of horrific events here, but it just was horrible, okay? It was just horrible. And it just wasn't great. And that's that's kind of my verdict on it. E for effort, but it was definitely not E for everyone. That being said, uh, the NBA decided to learn from their mistakes or try something different, and they partnered up um, ESPN, or they didn't partner up, they've been working with ESPN here, uh, to put on a nationally televised horse competition, uh, again, in an effort to provide content during this pandemic. Um... 
So after Devin Booker, who ultimately won the NBA 2K Players Tournament, it actually came down real quick to a finals between Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, of course, Suns teammates, who played against each other. And Devin Booker called it when he said that it would ultimately be him and DeAndre Ayton at the finish uh, for this championship. So that was great. But moving on from that, the league organized an eight-player horse competition featuring some of the game's brightest stars from a list of current players, WNBA players, and former players. Uh, and the rules are pretty clear. Uh, coin toss determined to find out who shot first. And, you know, dunking wasn't allowed, so too bad for uh, Zach Levine, who participated in this one. Uh, whichever player couldn't match the shot five times and accumulated the letters H-O-R-S-E was out from the single elimination tournament. Um, the games were filmed at home locations, uh, obviously to accommodate those social distancing measures. And State Farm is donating more than $200,000 to charities involved in relief efforts on behalf of the participants. So you had first-round matchups, Trey Young versus Chauncey Billups. Tamika Catchings versus Mike Conley. Of course, Tamika Catchings, part of that great 2020 Hall of Fame class. Zach Levine versus Paul Pierce. And Chris Paul versus Ali Quigley. So it was funny, um, Trey Young actually did his best uh, Warriors attempt. Um, <laughs> in terms of, he was tied for third in the league. It looked like he was going to cruise to victory against Chauncey. Um, he gave the he gave Chauncey three letters out the gate with a combination of shots that included a left-handed free throw, a behind-the-back backboard, behind-the-backboard shot attempt. It was a mess. Um, however, you know, you know, Chauncey wasn't going to back down. You know, it wasn't going to happen like that. He came back, tying the score with the banked three from the top of the three, and then taking a lead with a one-handed underhand free throw. Missed a big shot in the clutch dug back in his bag bro <laughs> ladies and gentlemen he went back in his bag eliminate young with another bank triple from the top of the key conley uh represented one of the current players uh with a pretty easy win over tamika catchings uh which wasn't exactly fair because he was playing in a gym that would put a lot of us to shame while tamika was playing in her backyard in windy indianapolis where it looked windy and tamika was constantly rubbing her hands so you would also surmise that it was chilly as well um but he unleashed uh, a barrage of corner threes and off-handed shots and the dude can play with both hands so that was doubly unfair to really clinch that victory um his most impressive shot was a offhand behind the backboard layup that just went straight in the basket. It was amazing. I was like, what in the world? Um, and Catchings did exactly what I probably would have done with just missing that pretty badly because who does that, you know? Uh, at least Catchings gave Conley a letter. Paul Pierce did not hold up at all with Zach Levine. Uh, but Zach Levine was being cute with it because Zach Levine can dunk. That's fine, but he still used that lettuce to do weird tricks that Paul Pierce probably couldn't have done um, in his prime, much less... Um, okay, I don't want to bag on Paul Pierce. Probably in his prime he could have done that, but he is so far removed from that, it is crazy, and um, there was no way he was doing it now. One of them was this reverse layup where he had to slap the glass with one hand and reverse the ball into the basket with the other, and Paul Pierce just like threw the ball off the bottom of the backboard <laughs> trying to do that same shot. So he just got swept. Um... And then, just to end it, he actually drilled a shot from out of bounds that gave Pierce the final letter. So, that was a mess. And then, Quigley uh, basically did to Chris Paul what Zach Levine did to Paul Pierce. Uh, built a quick 4-1 lead, banked one from sitting on the floor. Um, you know, Chris Paul busted out some trick shots to stay alive. He had a one-leg turnaround attempt. He had one from the backboard, and he also had a one-handed, one-leg free throw. But Quigley uh, made a behind-the-backboard shot, and then a free throw, and then eliminated it with a banked free throw of her own uh, to really close the deal on Chris Paul. So now the semifinals and the finals will both air on Thursday starting at 9. I'm not going to lie. Uh, after giving the recap, I mean, it might sound more exciting than it was. It really wasn't all that exciting to me. Uh 
clearly, clearly, Chris Paul versus Ali Quigley was the best matchup of the whole event so far. Um, Tamiki Catchings and Mike Conley was quick. Zach Levine and Paul Pierce was mercifully quick. Trey Young and Chauncey Billups had some buzz, uh, mostly on the Chauncey Billups comeback. Mr. Big Shot not letting it go, but overall, the camera quality was different, which you understand, because these guys and gals are not camera people, you know what I mean? So, you're having people install camera work, you're getting yourself set up, it can be blurry, we get that. Um, Only so many shots I guess you can make, you know, or attempt. And also, if you really think about this uh, horse competition used to be a part of All-Star Weekend, and it got off, so it got removed. So if it got removed from All-Star Weekend when you could control everything from the production atmosphere um, to the quality as far as, you know, the same uniform rim and everything and and do all of that, uh, and it couldn't make the cut there, eh, there's probably a reason why. You know, I don't think I have to stress too hard to figure out why that wasn't the case. But again, I don't fault the NBA for doing this, to, to put out content during a time when, you know, people are sitting around at home looking for an escape from what they're at right now. This is what people want, you know, so there's no there's no fault in that. There's no argument in that. There's no there's no problem with that. It's just this is not very good. You know, you got to call it like you see it. So um, that being said, one thing I am very, very excited for is uh, the Chicago Bulls documentary, The Last Dance. We've been waiting for this for a while now. It was, remember, it was going to be June and then um, and then it was uh, pushed up to April and now we are finally at the spot where this Sunday, April 19th, we are going to see it. And I cannot wait. Again, being an historical NBA buff, remembering, well, not really remembering, I, was, I wasn't even five, I wasn't even four. Okay, I'm not going to tell what I was, but I wasn't around um, enough to understand what was going on back then. But to know, as I got older, uh, the, the dissolving of this dynasty and all these factors that came into it is one thing. Reading all the books in the world, watching the games is one thing. But to be behind the scenes, to have that look in, yeah, you hook it in my veins. That's all I'm saying right now. Please, give it to me. Sunday can't come soon enough. It really can't come soon enough. So, I'm excited. That'll be some content that is welcome. Until then, I have no problem watching retro NBA games and, uh, you know, playing my little uh, basketball GM simulation to get my hoops fixed. All right, other piece of news. Uh, according to Brian Windhorst, uh, he appeared on SportsCenter, and he reported that the NBA is looking at a 25-day window to return amid the coronavirus pandemic. So, um, when... If the NBA returns during this 2019-2020 season, there will reportedly be a 25-day window for players and teams to prepare. Because obviously, there's a lot of players who don't have gyms uh, or courts in their homes or in immediate areas to get to. Uh, Jason Tatum was saying they didn't have a hoop in his uh, residence because, you know, Boston is rainy. It's not always the best weather to play outside. So a lot of these guys haven't really touched the ball since their last game or around their last game, which doesn't make for a great product if you were to roll them out and say, okay, by the way, the season's back. Oh, wait, also, we're about to go to the playoffs where it's the highest stakes. So uh, let's snap back into it. That's, That's not how it works, obviously. So the league is looking at a 25-day return to basketball window. That would feature 11 days for individual workouts with social distancing measures in place, and then 14 days for team training camps before return to actual games. Uh, it's been a while. Think about it. It's, it's the 13th, as I'm recording, of April. Um, the league's been suspended since March the 11th. Um, so that that is crazy. Um, and with a reminder that on April 6th, uh, Adam Silver discussed a return to play with Ernie Johnson on T- of TNT and said there will not be a decision made on whether the season will continue until at least May. 
and he also said he was unsure if teams would jump straight to the f playoffs or if the league would finish the remainder of the regular season and stressed that there aren't any definitive answers at this point as the pandemic plays itself out. So, you know, Windhorse had already reported the NBA is angling to set up a deal that enables them to shut the season down. Um, you know, they're planning all angles right now. They're not sure. They don't want to be overly pessimistic, but they want to prepare for all possibilities. Obviously, there's a lot of money on the line for players, for coaches, uh, for owners, a lot of revenue to be made or to be lost in all of this. So I'm sure the ideal uh, point for everyone across the board is to continue the season and to keep it going. However, realistically speaking, you have to take into account the fact that, yes, that may not indeed be a possibility. All they can do is wait to play itself out. But this is important because the season's fate's hanging in the balance and it does give teams that extra 25 days to prepare for an eventual return if such a return happens all right so that was really the news uh for just the last couple of days um i guess one more quick note there was a lot of drama over uh donovan mitchell and uh rudy gobert over their relationship being beyond, beyond repair after you know rudy, Go rudy gobert with the coronavirus um issue and him and donovan mitchell getting it on the utah jazz and just the way that he seemed to kind of have a lackadaisical reaction to the importance of it and therefore everything that followed after that would understandably cause some strain between the two however rudy gobert um went on instagram live or had an interview with taylor rooks and basically said that that is not the case that they, that they did have you know some rough days but they worked past it that they have a bigger goal in mind and that they're continuing to move forward so that is squashed um uh, if you are a Bulls fan, you can rejoice because Gar Foreman has been fired. Yes, Gar Foreman is no more for the Chicago Bulls. Um, he had been with them for 22 years with the organization, had mixed results. Uh, he'd been with them in various capacities um, since 1998. He took over um, as the Bulls GM in 2009. However, you know the bottom fell out. The franchise went 27 and 55 in 2018, and they went 22 and 60 last year. And then this year they were 22 and 43 before the epidemic. Um, Chicago released a statement on the move on the same day to announce that Arturis Karnasovas would be the team's new executive vice president of basketball operations, and uh, that that was pretty much it for him. So that that's kind of what it is for Mr. Foreman. Um, he definitely made some questionable decisions at the helm alongside John Paxton, who is now being moved to basically a paid retirement as a consultant. Um, we have to remember Chicago did trade two first round picks, um, which end up being Yusef Nurkic and Gary Harris to the Denver Nuggets for Doug McDermott and Anthony Randolph during the 2014 draft. Um, you can look at the way they kind of handled the Jimmy Butler trade. You can look at about a lot of mishaps up and down the line, which have led them to where they are. But if you are a Bulls fan, yes, Garpax is a wrap. It is over. Let the new regime begin. All right, so that'll do it here for NBA Today for now. Like I said, we're still working on content coming up, guests coming up. Uh, Corbin's replay machine is not broken. We will be bringing that back. I just wanted to get over here and get some time to update us on whatever news notes there were. Again, stay safe, everyone. Please wash your hands, maintain social distancing. Uh, get out if you can as far as, you know, just walking and talking to a family member. Not outside the house, obviously, but, you know getting out and, and making a phone call to a friend this is time we can build relationships with people you probably haven't had time to do because of work and other responsibilities um there's a chance to read that book you haven't gotten to listen to that album you haven't you know made your way around to doing make a dish you know and yes you have to live with that dish that you make but you know cook something you know gain a skill 
watch more basketball, watch classic games, whatever you want to do here. If there's a time for that personal development, that's the way I'm looking at it, to really better yourself while we have this time where it's really just us, you know? And by doing this and really working on ourselves, not only do we help ourselves internally, but we're helping to stay out from, you know, contact with other people, which will prevent this virus from spreading and more people becoming sick and more lives being lost. And at the end of this, the most important thing, bigger than the NBA, bigger than any of this. And with that, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get to a point where we can talk you know, basketball again and and games and, you know, the stuff that we love, the stuff that we have a passion for. And I am eagerly, eagerly, eagerly anticipating that day. So until then, stay safe. Take care. I will talk to y'all later. I right, y'all. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.